This week's episode was an unexpected experience. I had Daniel Mengel and new friend of the podcast, Brian, into the studio to talk about an experience they had, a primal experience. And when I say primal, that was their takeaway. After their two-day excursion and the experience that they had, their takeaway was that it was a, it was a primal experience. We need to have an open mind. That's the other thing I got out of this one. I had some interesting preconceptions going into this. And after my perception has changed, changed to the point where I would like to try and replicate the experience that they had, so I had my own input data. However, understand that sitting in the refinery, I sat them across from me and I looked in their eyes as they were sharing this experience. And it was real for them. The fear was real. The experience that they had was real I saw it in their faces we're talking this week about an interaction with a Yowie which is Australia's version of a Sasquatch or Bigfoot now the stories of Yowies in Australia are long and illustrious I'd heard stories of them in Arnhem Land where there were some places you just didn't go at night not because there was foxes or crocodiles or any of that sort of stuff. It was basically, if you want to survive, you don't go here at night. Because something lives there. Something primal. And something that we don't quite understand. It was an awesome episode. And when these unexpected ones come along, it always makes me understand why I do this. And why this story needed to be shared. So open your mind and sink into the experience that these boys had. And understand, like all things, there might be something greater out there. I finally started the Patreon page. It took a lot for me to do that. It was an interesting experience where I didn't ever finish it. I thought nothing was nothing was happening with it. I never checked it. I'd actually never finished it. However, it's up there now. And if you guys can swing some support my way, that'd be really awesome. I have two coders to talk about i'd like to welcome to the fold david nodes who is a coder of the first degree and ben hall who is a second degree coder both of those boys are long-term listeners and thank you thank you thank you very much for your support gents look it up unlocking the code on patreon i'm gonna go with bathe in the sun for this one and not too sure how we'll end we'll see that's about it for me this week guys got some really awesome conversations coming up for you to hear and some other awesome information coming out hope all is well look after yourselves stay safe stay focused be kind be cool and we'll talk soon cheers
G'day everyone, welcome back. Got a bit of a different one tonight. It's my great pleasure to have Daniel Mangle back to the podcast. How are you, sir? Doing really well, exceptionally well, Triffin. Thanks for having me back. No worries, mate. And uh, you've brought a, a friend of yours with you, Brian. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm feeling good. And um, this is my first time on a podcast and I'm excited about it. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We're uh, Thanks for coming to the refinery and uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure to have you in. Now, you boys went on a bit of an adventure. This is where we're going to start. You boys went on a bit of an adventure a couple of weekends ago, and I think Brian's been uh, searching for a lot longer than that. However, yowies, is that, is, that, is that the term we're using, yowies? Are we yeah, we're Australian, so we use the um, Australian term yowie of uh, large, hairy hominids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That are uh, have been found all around the world for thousands of years. They're in texts, they're in documents all around the world. Even Leif Erikson, you know, he came across them when he first came to the Americas, uh, and he wrote that they had a battle with very large, hairy, stinky uh, men, and uh, they didn't want to face them anymore, so they they left. <laughs> And there's that. I mean, we got also Australopithecus, haven't we? I mean, that's the that's the that's the evidence of a a large uh, primate primate mm. uh, for uh, upwards upward walking primate was the Australopithecus, and they were about nine ten foot tall. Uh, and that's that. You know, the, the, when you talk about yowies, and you talk about where they come from and what they are, you know, we would have the the in the timeline, we did exist with them at some point or another, even if, you know, to, it, well, I want to get to your experiences. However, we did exist with Australopithecus one time and there would be a, a, a genetic memory or a DNA memory of these beings that exist inside us all. However, I know we'll get to Daniel, but I'm interested in you, Brian, because this isn't the first time you went out having a look for them. How long have you been uh, wandering the big brown land 
searching for these types of things? No, I'm, well, actually, if, if, I suppose in the, when I was uh, in the police service, I was a forensic scientist, and up north, I got speaking to a lot of the indigenous indigenous people there, and some more police officers, and then started listening to some of the stories, and and I sort of got hooked. But I was really, I suppose you could say, initially hooked when I first saw the um, Patty Vision from 1967. Yeah. Um, and then it was the old, uh, was it World Around Us with Leonard Nimoy doing the over, the uh, narration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just captured me then. But really since then and listening to some of the stories that I've heard and then... What 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 is a story that you heard up north that you, that you could share with the listeners? Because, I mean, I think these things are in the in the law of the land. Uh, I'd be interested to hear a, a story from there. Yeah, well, it was... Um, it was not... To, they don't tell you too much except to stay away from certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much like down here, um, Lamington National Park. I have an Aboriginal sister and... The stuff that I got told from her relatives and that was there are certain areas of Lamington National Park they never went into. I have heard that about Lamington there's, National Park, yeah. There's there's boundaries. And, of course, it's only, I suppose, in the last few years that we've all been um, all learning that these boundaries and that they, they put demarcation lines using uh, tree branches uh, even to putting small little sticks in, that, in the tracks, like a Strickland track, mm-hmm. um, to denote things. Yeah. What, what they what they mean, we still haven't worked out yet. But is um, this the indigenous? You think doing that, or is this the? No, no. That's they believe that it is definitely the Yao is doing that. I mean, there was a recent one where they um, they got some uh, night footage. Yep. Of uh, two Yowies. Uh, they they came back later on and worked out how tall they were in our between eight to nine foot tall, mm-hmm. and you could see the image of them. They were back to back with each other. One was keeping an eye on the camp, and one was keeping an eye on the person that was filming them. Okay, where the guy was standing doing the filming, the next morning they found these little sticks and that pushed into the um, track. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering, okay, is that something where they demark when they see little people, us? <laughs> and have you seen, you, you saw the footage of that? Yes. Yeah, no, you could definitely see, I mean, I suppose in in body thickness-wise, I'm pretty you know, thick set, but um, something nine foot side, you know, nine foot tall, mm-hmm. my thick set would be... Yep. Um, It'd be around what, you, what, we're, what we're looking at. Yeah. So... <sighs> So what do you think they are? I mean, look, and there's stories. I mean, as I said, I spent a lot of time in Arnhem Land. There was always stories about Yowies in Arnhem Land as well, and and similar things. Like there is areas that you probably shouldn't go at night. That was basically the thing. Just don't go. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to still be around with your friends and and mm. family. Uh, look, to, um, for me, I'm coming from a scientific side, and there's doc, uh, Dr. Melba. Uh, over in America, they've she's done two genomes of um, the Sasquatch, mm-hmm. and just a, a basic uh, overkill of it is uh, what they she's found is that approximately between ten thousand and fifteen thousand years ago, there was a mix between a, an unknown hominid and 
Homo sapien. And that sort of have, has created uh, what we now call Yowie or Sasquatch. Okay. Now, the difference being is that the mitochondrial DNA that gets passed down with us, it comes through the females. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. But in this case, uh, with the Yowies and the Sasquatch, it yeah. actually gets passed down through the male. Okay. In other words, so if a male Yowie takes a female homo sapien and mates with them, they can reproduce another Sasquatch. Okay. But if one of us males has an interaction with a female Sasquatch, it won't produce the same. Okay. Because only the males carry the mitochondrial DNA to... To produce this to produce certain this. hominid. Yep. So... Um, and so you're saying that they actually have had some DNA evidence found in oh, North yeah. America. Yeah, no, they... Um, there's a guy who, who's put $500,000 of his own money into the research. Uh, he, he doesn't get anything out of it. He hasn't sold anything. He's kept quiet about it. it it's just for the pure, the own, I the think, curiosity. peace of mind and curiosity mm-hmm. you know, into it. And, and they're trying to share it with people. But, of course, the media, as usual, they mock things and don't, you know. And, of course... In the scientific community, and that if you talk about that, then you're committing yourself in you know, a hurry, curry with um, with your career. Yes, that's if you true, start yeah. talking about certain topics. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we spent uh, prior to turning the mics, and I was showing you some of the megalithic research that I've been doing, and, and that's the same thing. You get the professionals in that field uh, speaking too much about that, and yeah, as you say, hurry, curry on their career. That's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. So what? So what? Well, what they, how they got the samples, I believe, they're, they've been going out and they've been collecting samples from different sightings and different yeah. ex- people's experiences. But I think where they got the best samples is when there's, on the internet, you can see there's an, uh, what they've got a, an image of Matilda. Okay. And it, it's of a female Sasquatch, you know, reddish-brown colour, mm-hmm. and it shows her sleeping. Okay. Now, the way they were able to get that is they put a piece of meat and they, of course, they drugged it. Right. So, that so the, they baited know, it. So they put it to sleep, mm-hmm. and that was when they were able to go and get the samples. Now, the full footage of that has never been released. Okay. I think the fellow, I can't remember the guy's name at the time, at the moment. It was Eric. I think it was his first name. Oh, Ericsson. Um, and they also filmed the only f- uh, footage that's been put onto the internet so far is uh, an image of her sleeping. Okay. And then one of her waking up where you see this thing that looks like Chewbacca. Okay. Basically sitting up and you can see it's dazed. Yeah, right. Wow. Okay. See, I mean, I've never heard about it. It's, the, the Sasquatch, the Yowie, the Bigfoot stuff, I mean, it's. It, I was very fascinated when Daniel said that he was going to go out and go looking for them. And because it's one of those things that, you know, you talk about the the Patterson footage is interesting because, you know, there's evidence of the guy buying a suit and all this sort of stuff and potentially... Yeah, that's pretty well easily debunked when you look at it. The film footage itself, the length of the limbs and all that sort of stuff that we can't fit into something that... And also the way they walk, mm-hmm. the way they lift and they, they keep their knees sort of permanently bent and the way they, they kick up and also the bottom of their feet, it's totally different. Okay. 
Okay. I mean, once you start getting into your um, your anatomy and physiology of it, because mm. you're you're a forensic scientist, so you, yes. you you're looking at this through a completely different lens than the guys going out drinking and well, yeah, trying when, to find a Sasquatch, basically. You know what I mean? Uh, these things interest me, but before I will even you know sort of okay, I, I want to um, not so much I want to believe. But I want physical evidence. Yes, I mean that's what I learnt through doing uh, forensics. Yeah, for so is, many years, is that you need actual. That's right, and what I found a lot, especially with a lot of archaeologists, they would never make it through court because yes, the, some of their ideas are absolutely up with the fairies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah. pathetic. They really we, are. We, it, uh, most of modern archaeology and and what we know is the. As the historical record, it, 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 we've discussed it a lot in this room, Brian. It, it's built on pillars of sand, mate. It's 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 a, on a bed of sand. It, it is so thin. I mean, you talk about hominids. You know, we've discussed here that there is twenty four hominids now that they reckon they've got evidence for, but they actually don't have a full skeleton of any of them. No, well, they know there are at least six hominids living at the same time with us at the, at yeah. the time. Yeah. So yeah, the pygmies, the Denisovans, the Neanderthals. That's right. The Homo sapiens sapiens and the yeah. um, I can't remember the other one, but yeah. Oh, you mean the Florensis? The, the Florensis, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is basically what they call the Hobbit. Yeah, the Hobbit, the the the. the, the small Which person. they they um there's there's been some other documentaries where they they believe they still exist in some of the jungles of Indonesia. Yeah, where I, the local the locals talk about how they will come and they'll steal children and. But well, I mean is, the, the Highland people of Papua New Guinea. Are a very small, stocky people. They're like you know, and I, I much love for those people, and I, I've worked at work side by side, and you know, sweat, blood, and tears with those guys. However, they are very short, and they're very stocky. They're like little mountain goats, but they would only. I've met PNG, you know, older uh, Highlander males that are not five foot tall. No, but they're incredibly strong. Unbelievably strong. Yeah. Unbelievably strong, and this is the, you know, is that an echo of the of the pygmy people? You know, I mean, mm. you know, we've got, um, you know, th- theoretically, you can do your DNA and find how much Neanderthal you've got in your or Denisovan, or, you know, but I mean, how accurate is that? You know, you talk about skeletons. I think Denisovans, we still don't have a full skeleton. No, I think we've only got tiny fragments. Yeah, like a jawbone and the top yeah, of a they, pinky they or something like that. All I they know is that they are bigger than the your biggest Russian wrestler. Yeah, and, and, then, and then, then they're just talking about the female. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think um, who knows? It could be uh, what we have Sasquatch today. We have mm-hmm. no idea because there's the, because of the ridicule that gets put into it. That's the it thing. Does it, not it, get it's very just, you know it does yeah. not get studied properly. No, and I and look, I I must admit that I have. You see a lot of the Bigfoot stuff with the Sasquatch or the Yowie stuff, and. There is a lot of stigma that's attached to it, you know, and I, and that's why I thought when when Daniel said you're a forensic scientist that was interested in it, and you're actually going out into the, these national parks there, where I have heard in the past there is some strange stuff out there. And, and look, I've been in the deep in the Aussie bush. I spent you know ten years FIFO work, oil and gas and mining. You know, I've been in the middle of nowhere in every single state in Australia, and there's some definitely some odd places out there. However, I was interested because you are a forensic scientist to get your Get your feedback and your because you you'd have a critical eye. You're going to look at this stuff entirely differently to a lot of other people. Um, so, what about a personal experience that you've had 
have you had any personal experiences or well um so far with with i suppose you could say close contact when my first move to Corralbin. yeah which is I, beautiful country yeah i, I mean it, it really is uh the first night we were there i um thought i saw something that was very very large and tall um, very dark, and it was on the road. So in Corralbin, there's no street lighting at no. all. So the whole place, when there's no moon, you can't see mm-hmm. at all. Uh, you, anything you can see is a, is a star, what the star What are the star lights, stars like out there? Oh, just like, oh, much the same as it is out here, but mm. um, there's no pollution. No. So you can see quite a bit of the Milky Way. Mm. Um, but I, I saw what I saw, and I was like, Am I seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, you, there's always that when you see something that is unexpected. You question yourself. You question yourself. And is then that, the thing turned and it ran downhill and it was so fast that I just went, oh, okay. That was my first, I'm, I'm not sure, what, you know, people talk about shadow creatures and things like that, but I, I don't think I've ever heard of them talking about things that are about 10 foot tall. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, And it, also freaked my dogs out as well. Oh, so the the dogs reacted to it. Oh yeah, that, and that's, they ran that, in the house. That's a te- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a tell, isn't it? If the animals, you know, it's, it's one thing, like you say, from a consciousness, you know, did I actually see that? But if the dogs reacted, then there was definitely something there. Yeah, it was just it was almost as if it was just looking to see who's new in the neighbourhood. Yeah, right. Um, now I have I've had been walking with my dogs up over the top of the, the hill where I live and there's a water tower and you've got a bit of a steep slope that goes down there and I was walking with the dogs it got sort of really windy then it got really quiet there was no, I couldn't hear anything else except, you know some of the, the breeze blowing mm-hmm. and then I got a message in my head get the hell out of here yeah right get your dogs because the dogs wanted to go off they they Especially my um, staffy, who an American cross English staffy, yeah, and he wanted to he he wanted no he wanted to go for something. Yeah, right. I had no idea what it was, but I got the feeling no 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 no. If you want your dogs to live, get the hell out. Yeah, right. So I tend to follow my intuition. <laughs> yeah, you follow. Your <laughs> I've, I've learned. Yeah. yeah, I've learned. I've learned over the years to do that, and so I got out. But apart from that i've i've do my i've done my normal research or i i try to look at different examples on the internet um and that's when i found out about the genome project that they were doing yeah uh and i actually got into that through missing 411 okay david pilates he spoke about it and he he uh, had a special sort of um a program on it Mm-hmm. Where he spoke about, it, and that's how I got on to see this um, footage of it. And of course, the the media in America they, they um, make fun of it. Yeah, because they get told to. But I mean, we've been programmed for years to make fun of certain things and yeah, make fun absolutely. of people. Yeah. I mean, what a what a great way of stopping people looking into certain things that are, are really important for us to know yeah, is, yeah, to, yeah. is to make it a point of ridicule. Well, I mean, obviously, you'd be aware that the uh, we're, we're awaiting the the documents from the American government about the the UAPs and the UFOs and stuff like that. Yes, um, you know, and that's the same thing. We had a discussion here a few weeks ago about that, and it's like I've had a couple of experiences with Min Min lights, and I I saw 
something zigzagging across the sky as a as a teenager. Um, however, how many people have had experiences either? I've been in the bush where I've gotten the fuck out of there as well. You know what I mean? Like it was it, it was like I should not be here. It's time to leave. That's happened to me yeah, a few you get times that, over the it's years. It's like you get a message in head. Yeah. Um, Time to go. Time yeah. to go. Don't stay here. Like stay here longer. Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. Now yeah. Get, get going. Yeah. And I mean, I, that's happened to me. But so, how many people have had how many uh, uh, different experiences like that? Whether it be with the Yowies or whether it be with, you know, I mean, where do you want to get? The thing is, is that you, you can't count how many. <laughs> it it's happening. All the time. It's like number of babies being born mm. every hour. Mm. <laughs> but I think it's increasing at the moment. Today's yeah. there is more and more babies because we have the internet that we can actually find more information around the, the world. Yeah. Or is it the fact that everyone's got a little computer and a camera in their yeah, pocket? Everyone's got a 20 megapixel camera That's in right. Their and uh, there's more recordings of things. Or is it the fact that things are starting these... like? It's like the veil is starting to to disintegrate and we're starting to see more and more things that they talked about in the past with mythology. And yeah, that. I also think too, Brian, it's an idea we've had in here for a while. It's like all the modern institutions that everything's been found to be full of shit, right? So that means we're more people are more open to different perspectives and different understandings and I think that is leading the way a bit. And I think people are curious. You know, you talk about the megalithic stuff that we're into here mm. um, and, and the, the the discoveries and the, the connections that are coming out of Australia. Um, that would have been laughable 10 years ago. However, well, not probably not 10 years, but, you know, 20 years ago. Still today. Still with, today with, in with certain areas. Absolutely, right? Um, it's still laughable, some of the it's, ideas it's that we're talking about. It's only by people about. who are ignorant anyway. That's right. I think we need to have open minds and open perspectives. And, you know, when, you know, as I said, when Daniel said you guys are going out and seeing what you can see, it was not, it's not the first time, A, that I'd heard someone doing about doing that. And it is same place. The guy that I was talking to is off uh, Mount Tambourine, but it's the same bushland. Mm-hmm. The bottom of Mount Tambourine out to Bow Desert Corral, when like yeah, it's the it's same. The, it's the uh, Great Dividing Range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to, if you want to, I think I suppose if you want to look at the hours, we'll come closer to them. I think they some they some reasons they stick to the mountains, mm. mountain ranges. Well, I mean, you well, imagine places where the, we can't go. And this is the this is the hubris of the of the modern human too is that I think people uh, seem to think that we've covered every part of this big brown land. There's no way that everybody has walked every metre of this land. Even our indigenous brothers and sisters, they covered a fair bit of it, but even they wouldn't have seen absolutely everything. The cave systems, the the mountain ranges. The, oh, the cave systems, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, is that where these guys are hiding during well, the day? Do you think they've got cave systems underground? Oh, I, I, I definitely think. That there are some stories in that of um, I me mean, going back to the Civil War where a fellow was picked up from the field. He was probably the last person left alive with all these dead people around him. He had a broken leg and that, and uh, he was thrown. He was picked up, or what he remembers, by a very large man at the time. That uh, was very smelly. Picked him up, threw him over his shoulder. Right. He passed out from the pain. Mm. And the next thing he remembers waking up is he was waking up in a dark place, um, but there was a, an actual fire going. You know, so there was a little bit of light in the distance there. 
But what he noticed above him is all these tree roots. Right. And uh, he goes on about how he was fed and he was basically nursed back to health and then um, just make um, sure you taken. Get, get, make sure you get in front of the mic. Yeah, yeah. he was taken. So he was, hear, yeah, can you hear yeah, that? Yeah. 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 He was taken and he was, um, I think he said that the place that he came out was uh, from a side of a creek bed that right. came out that you wouldn't have seen. Yeah, it's like a, a root system, and yep. you sort of just drew it back, and there you are, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the amount of tunnels and caves that we have on this earth is incredible. Well, there's that one. The the big one was in. Um, I posted on the on the unlocking the code page on Facebook. There's one in Vietnam they discovered only five or six years ago, and there's literal uh, lakes and rainforests and yes. beaches and. And it's undiscovered. I think they've gone ten or fifteen k's back, and they're still undiscovered. And it's like we're talking caverns. Like we could, yeah, pick, well, we could have hundreds of thousands the, of people. The, look at the scientific community, especially the um, geology departments, and that they've been doing. Uh, you could say um, ultrasounds and that of the Earth. They've been look. They've been sending waves through, yes. and they've been looking at. And there are massive cavities. Massive. They are. They are. It's like the the Earth is a honeycomb. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's like more like a honeycomb. But if you've got like caverns like that deep and, you know, with rainforests and creeks running through them, they could nearly support a group of people. Well, one of the, you know, one of the, you know, and, and it, this all sort of, it all sort of ties in a lot of this stuff. Like one of the terms that's grabbed my attention lately is ultra terrestrial. Like a lot of these tic tac UAPs and UFOs are actually <laughs> going into the oceans, they're going into the cliff faces. You know, what if, and the thing is, if there was an advanced race that did live here once upon a time, and they've lived here for a long time, they would have figured out that the surface is pretty unstable, there's storms, there's earthquakes, rocks come out of the sky every now and again, That's right. and maybe we might actually go underground. And there's actually, I'm trying to remember, um, uh, Jock Doubleday was telling us about one of the Indian tribes in America. The ant people. Yeah, yeah, but basically that they they came out and said to the to one of these in, Indian tribes that hey, there's a disaster coming. Come with us, mm-hmm. right? We'll look after you. And they took them underground into like these underground cities and stuff. And then when the cataclysm was over, they said it's okay. Well, someone went and checked it out. It's okay. You can go back now. And that is part of their creation story. Yeah, they talk about how they came. Um, some of them remember they were brought up from under the ground by yeah. the ant people yeah. on, back onto their land yeah. on the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's that's their one of their oldest stories. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Look, I think we're very naive to think that the story that we've been told by our historians is true and correct. Oh, the hubris is unbelievable, Isn't and it? and the um. What is it? How, how would you put it? People hanging on to their belief systems and ideas, mate. You know, you know. One of the things we pride ourselves on here at at the podcast is we don't tie ourselves to any belief systems. We don't tie ourselves to one idea. We are always open to different perspectives, and that's why I wanted to have you on and have a really open discussion about what you've seen, what you've discovered. Because I'm open to all perspectives, man. I think we get tied to belief systems, and then that that send us on a, on a different path. Because the reality is we know nothing. It doesn't matter how much we wax lyrical about how many topics we could talk about tonight, we still know nothing at well, the end of the day. Well, I mean, as I found with some of my siblings, 
Um, they're too afraid to even look at some of the stuff I try to get them to see because they think they're going to be ostracized or they're going to be sacked from work and they have fear. Um, and it's, sort of, it's sort of something like that a lot of things are controlled by people who really aren't that intelligent. I mean, you can get someone who can pass exams, sure, become a doctor or whatever, yeah. but you can have intellect, but you can't have you know, full wisdom. And they still live within a box. And, and intelligence, box. intelligence, and understanding are two, and 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 openness, being open-minded and being intelligent are two completely different things. If if you if you're not open, you're going to miss the bus. Yeah, yeah, and you have to explore all perspectives. You know, we, you know, we talk about the mirror ball. That was one of our founding ideas. Here is like imagine you have a a disco mirror ball, and your job is to fill all the tiles on the mirror ball with as many perspectives as you can. So when something comes across your path, you can be open enough to, to take it in, weigh it in your own mind and, and look at it, and you can dismiss it if you want because we've all got our own perspectives. So at least be able to take it in and, and, and contemplate it for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the things I've, I've learned, especially and maybe that's the reason I've gone the path I have, I went from, as I say, I went from the penthouse to the shithouse. Um, <laughs> you know, in in my job, um I mean, I even had the hubris myself thinking that, you know, the higher I got up and the more prestige I had and, you know, with with uh, my qualifications and, and the rank. But um, basically I had to lose it all to start realising that people that you would not even consider being any of, well, a lot of the academic community wouldn't even listen to. Yeah. Um, the ideas and the intelligence that some of these people have got, it just never gets shown, it never gets seen. No. And I've, I've learnt, I actually feel more comfortable out with, um, uh, you could say, the poorer society of life, where we struggle but we work together. Yeah. We work together as a community. And that's the biggest thing, I think, leaving the city was one of the best things I ever did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was leaving the city, leaving the rat race where people were all grumpy uh, in their own, sort of you know, competing with each other. Mm-hmm. And as I found with the um, uh, public service, you could say it's, it's a cutthroat, cutthroat industry. Of course it is. Thanks for not dropping my name back there when you're talking about the poorer side of people you know i saw you looking at me you know ah, dan, no, dan you were richer than me at the drinking <laughs> drinking moonshine with the yowies out in the hills here oh well, i tell you, that's it no, if i wanted to find th- out about the stuff that's the best go- place to go wasn't it well the, the thing is though boys is that we you know i think we, we we've had it we, we've danced around a couple of and look understand we'll come back to yowies doesn't matter you know what i mean we go where we need to go However, we were talking about earlier. We're in prophetic times. We're also in, um, and there is some darkness in, insofar as that modern existence, as we understand it, is. I think you get to a point where you, you figure out that it's bullshit. You know, it is dog eat dog. It is. There's no honor. There's no chivalry. There's no respect. There's. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of us that are aware or have that have become aware, uh, are looking at that and going, "Man, this, this is this we." We messed up along the way somewhere, yeah. and we lost that sense. And the, the the word that made me this thought process, Brian, was community. It was tribe, right? Was that is who we are? 
that's who we are at the core of our being. We're supposed to be part of enclosed tribes. We're supposed to look out for each other. We're supposed to look after each other. We're supposed to help each other. Everybody's skill set complements each other's, and then between us all, we we get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's how basic I've been living with the you know, the Corralba community. Mm. Is uh, I've got to know a lot of the sort of you could say the main members of the community. I mean, you've got people that live out at Corralbin that have nothing to do with anyone else at Corralbin. Mm. Uh, but then you've got the rest of us who are business people. Um, and we don't survive without each other. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. And we realize that. And, and without, and, but we've lost sight of that. You know, it's really heartening for me to hear that, that you guys are working together out there and, and helping each other out because. Tribe is what we've lost. I think there's a lot of yes, the, the and the the fear generated society that you know was created with nine eleven and then has been recreated with the uh, with, with whatever with we, the cora- the coronavirus yeah whatever we want to say this what a bullshit silly farce is, that is. Um, that's going on now it continues that fear generated society but I think more and more especially with this thing that's happened now is that more and more people are waking up and going, hang on a minute, what the fuck are you talking about? No, 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 no. This is all bullshit. Yeah, when people start applying logic. Yeah. If you just apply basic logic to everything that's going on now, you can can see that it's... Instead of towing the line, making sure you stay with, you know, whatever the populist movement is or whatever. It's like that... um, you know, at one stage there, we were getting more intelligent. We were learning more. The internet helped us all expand yeah. our, you know, basic knowledge on, on things. But unfortunately, with social media and, that, and a lot of it, it is, is taking a lot of young kids and they're dumbing them down. Oh, look, I, I, I do, uh, I am concerned. I do have great concern. I mean, because when we were kids, you know, when I was a, oh, look, you know, when I, my, well, my best mate's brother who was in high school used to babysit us you know and we were like seven or eight or nine and he'd say because i had a digital watch he's like triff can you read that watch i'm like yeah he goes well my girlfriend's coming over you go into the bush and as long as you're back by five o'clock i won't kick your ass that's basically what he used to tell us right (laughs) so from the age of nine i was traipsing through the bush of ballarat you know and the thing is about that you know with these kids now you're flat out getting them outside the house. When I was a kid, you couldn't keep me inside the house. I didn't want to be inside the house. I had things to do. I had adventures. I had cubby houses up in the bush. I had yeah. We would get our ass kicked for not coming home in time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. You get you get your ass kicked because you didn't come home when the lights come on. Um, but we've lost that, and I think there's a survival instinct, and there's a there's many different things that you uh, you gain by growing up in the bush, by growing up in in exploring those things you come across moments where it's sink or swim you know what i mean like you you crash your bike you nearly fall off a cliff or you know whatever happens you come across those moments and you've got to figure it out and i think that uh, there's generations that are below my generation that just don't have that they don't have those instincts and they they have grown up with the internet they have grown up with smartphones and you know, it, it's 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 twisting our society, and it is an issue. Um, however, the other thing is too, though, to not be negative, Nancy, the whole time. The Facebook and you know social media and the internet can be used for positive. 
It can be well, used as has. a tool. I mean, we have used it for positive. We we get into group with our groups. Uh, a lot of us get shut down for posting things that are not in the main interest of the main players that want to run any, run everything. The narrative, yeah. That's right, the main narrative. But we've turned it on them. Yeah, and that only happened when we stopped being the minority. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And slowly we are, I think slowly people are waking up. Mm. And um, it, it's definitely accelerated too over the last uh, couple of years, 12, 18 months with everything that's going on. To it, be honest, I really feel sorry for the people that haven't woken up. I mean, it, it to me, it's just blatantly obvious. And once you start to learn about symbolisms and... Uh, you know, the way the media have done things. I mean, well, I've stopped watching the television completely. Yeah, we don't have we don't have um, general TV in the house. Haven't had for years and years I mean, and there's years. no need to have a TV when you've got the internet. Yeah, well, we, well, we've got Netflix and stuff for the kids. However, we don't have, you know, what, what actually turned it for us was... Um, we just used to have today, you know, the morning shows on in the in the in in the morning, and oh, basically what God happened? They're boring. Well, one day I don't know, it was just white noise in the background, and it was when the girls were little that because they were watching it, and it was this one morning I, I think it must have been starting late or something, and it had twelve negative news stories, all blood and murders and blah 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 blah. This is at six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning. 12 negative news stories before they had one positive one. And it's like, I actually don't want my kids exposed to that. And if it bleeds, it leads. And I understand that. However, the grossness of modern media and understanding that it's all one media giant really anyway here in Australia, um, yeah, they manipulate the narrative. It's like the bullshit that's been going the last 12 months. The news shouldn't have to tell you that there's a pandemic. I mean, there's not a pandemic. It's called a plandemic. <laughs> um I mean, for a supposed, a, it's really just a bad virus, I suppose, because that's the old coronavirus with a bit of HIV added in. But unfortunately, somehow it got released from the Wuhan lab before it was perfected. The, the Chinese have, have in documents with the CCP where they were looking at this as a bioweapon. Yeah, it's the finest piece of biological warfare the world's ever seen. That's ex- and then there's also rumoured that they're, they're working on something else to try and release because people are waking up and the fear hasn't it got hasn't, them yeah, anymore yeah, yeah, like it control, used to. The control. No, the control, there. that's right. Mm. But unfortunately, Australia, we seem to be, I don't know whether it's that um, we don't protest or they say we're lazy or I think it's we're, we're too, we work we're tired. We modern, do what we can modern to. Modern society, man. Like, you know, me and my wife talk about it a lot. It's like, you know, your day starts at 6 o'clock in the morning and the reality is it's not done till 9 o'clock at night and that's with, you know, with a, two small children and trying to get jobs done. So, yeah. you know, you're working. You, you, so what a, time do you have to yourself to look into uh, world matters? Most people don't. They want, no, they don't. They don't no. want to know about religion or they don't want to know about politics. Yeah, so They find time for Facebook news feeds, though. <laughs> yeah, look, that, that is true. That is true. However, at the same time... That's where people are getting their news, though, right? <laughs> it's Facebook. More, it's survival <laughs> stuff. Well, it is. The majority, vast majority get their news from Facebook. Yeah. Um, bring that mic a bit closer, mate, so we can hear your sultry voice. But anyway... Um, just a side note, when we were talking about 
way before about um, Yowies. Yeah, let's bring it back to Yowies. Sorry, um, we we go on tangents here, yeah. mate. There is no. I thought I'd better try and um, bring it back to a comment that I was trying to make was. I have never felt anything like I have felt than the time that Dan and I went out actually intentionally going to a spot where we might get some sort of interaction. Okay, so tell me okay, so let's let's get to the the brass tacks of your expedition. So, did you this is a spot that you knew? Obviously. No, no, actually no. We um we had planned to actually track on foot while well, Dan had to I thought it might be best to stay closer to the vehicle. Um, In case you need to get the fuck out of it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, we didn't really decide on that. We had a general idea where we were going to go, which was Lamington National Park. And uh, but we either, always play things by ear. It was so. either going to be Springbrook or Lamington, because they're yeah. both relatively close. Yeah, to you boys, but, they're just down the road, but yeah. See, yeah. The, the first time I actually became aware that there could be Bigfoot and Yowie out there, that these things even existed, was from my dad. My dad worked on an avocado farm. Yeah. And this avocado farm, if you were to look at it on the map... You would see all the border ranges. It's right on the actual New South Wales-Queensland border fence. And in amongst the border ranges, there's just like this little clearing on the map. And everything around it is like national park and privately owned forestry. Mm -hmm. So he'd worked there for some time and no one was ever thinking about like yowies then they were just doing what they had to do on a farm yeah yeah doing their their business yeah yeah and the only reason why um they're up there is because it was owned by it's owned by like a a qc barrister who really wanted us who lived in melbourne and really (laughs) wanted to get away and needed a hobby yeah so you know this was the perfect location we didn't even have electricity up there yeah so, my dad and one of his mates, they're tasked with, like, brush cutting around this dam, tidying the place up. Yep. And um, they went up there to work one morning and see these massive footprints in this, like, sandy loom. It's like clay beside the dam. Yep. And there's a couple of footprints. And they're, like, miles and miles apart. And these things are massive. And they're like looking at each other like, did you do this? Like, you know, well, I got here when you did. So, yeah. no, I didn't do it. Like, no who did. done this? Yeah. They get the boss and like the other workers like, oh, you guys are playing tricks on us. You know, who's done this? Yeah. Well, nobody admitted to it. And it, then they tried to figure out, well, you know, could we do it if we wanted to? Yeah, could you? Who's got the biggest feet? No one's got feet that big. What if we like slid our foot along in the mud? It's like, and it still wouldn't look right. There were these massive, massive footprints in there, and like they couldn't figure it out. Mm. They couldn't even, um, they tried leaping from one one footprint to the other. Not to try and oh yeah, these it. yeah, they're all over it. Like they're like, we're gonna suss this thing out proper, you know. Yeah. There was no forensics bit, involved. Yeah, a bit just, of good old Aussie yeah. ingenuity. 
Yeah. Uh, look, do you know what? That's the that's the raw. That's probably the best type in in some ways. I think you know. I, like, I never. Can we, can we try and figure this out? Let's look at it logically. Is it a hoax or is it something else? Yeah. I, was, I was a kid. I'm like, oh yeah, cool story. Needs more dragons. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking about Bigfoot then, but yeah. like growing up, like years later, as an adult, I you know. I might have told you this before, Triff, and I identify as an experiencer now. Like, I've done a lot of things. I've experienced a lot of multidimensional things, astral travel, um, you know, which is uh, telepathy with certain people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so many experiences, like out of body and and seeing different things clairvoyantly, Mm -hmm. really intuitive. But what happened a couple of weeks ago on the weekend the Lamington National Park really, really triggered my nervous system like nothing I've ever experienced really? before. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. It Were you boys out there for one or two nights? No, just one night. Just, just one night. Just one, yeah. We were out there for, I suppose, you could say for two days, but just one night. So you went out early one morning, found a spot? Yeah, no, we went exploring. Okay. That's how we sort of decided to do it. We didn't actually have a proper place picked out, except we... We made sure that Dan's parents knew where we were going. In a rough rough direction. Rough direction where we were heading. So just in case we didn't come back. They could see, they could, yeah. That, I mean, that's what everyone should do. Yeah, absolutely. You need to, if you're going to go into the, into the, deep into the bush, you need to tell someone your rough direction of travel. Yeah. yeah where you think you're going to be going, what mm. path you're going to be on. Mm. Um, but no, Dan. Dan is right. What what we um, we both experienced at the same time. We didn't even. It wasn't even like one person alerting another. We both just went, "What the?" And something came. Right. So, so we stirred it up, of course. Yeah. Right. So what did you? So okay. So let's let's. So you found a spot. Did you? Was it instinctual? You just found the spot, or what? I no, think it well, just happened, man. It like, was just as far as we could go at the time with the vehicles. Yep, so you got in as deep as you could go. As deep as we could go, we waited for everybody else to um, leave. Clear out, yep. Clear I, out. I had a different plan in my head. We didn't do oh, that. Oh, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I had actually bought like this camping hammock. Yeah. Right? So we got we got some new gear, okay? Yep. We were yep. set up to like prepare for the worst. That's right, for the, the day best. before we went shopping. We just and, got yeah. everything we need like, you know... Bare, you, bare minimum, yeah. bare minimum, so that we could just hike, mm-hmm. do whatever we wanted, and float. Um, we took extra things like a tent, but we, you know, didn't need to rely on that. We could just hike and stay wherever we wanted. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we're talking with some people who were coming back through the bush because up where we are, it's like actually, I don't know if you've heard of the Stinson plane crash. Yes, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, so you can hike from the bottom of O'Reilly's and you can do a big, long trek out there. Yeah. Or you yeah, can start... kilometres or something? Yeah. Oh, it's it's a long way. It's No, it's 12 kilometres um, there and back. If you start from the very end of Christmas Creek Road, you can hike up to the, the plane crash site and back. There's not much... It's not an easy hike, though. Yeah, there's not much of the wreckage left there now. But we were going to hike, but it, it was getting late, so we yeah. just decided, oh, we'll just explore a little bit. And it was kind of right on dark. Mm-hmm. And It's getting dark quick now, too. Yeah, and thing. Brian, having 
like diabetes and that, like moving through the bush. Like if anything happened to us, right, we were like, nah, let's let's not do it because there's creek crossings yeah. as well. Yeah. Like so we just agreed. Yeah, so how deep how deep vehicle. did you get in from the vehicles? Like how where did you end up? We staying? only went a couple of hundred meters before we realised that um, with what we've got and the the way that you know because everything was getting dark very quick. Yeah. Um, I didn't plan on being away from the vehicles very very far because this is the first time we're coming in. Yeah. We're coming into something very unknown, and I like to be repaired. I always like to have contingency plans. Yep. Um. And uh, to be honest, taking everything that we really needed, the packs were going to be so heavy. Yeah. Um, and we and would have really, had to start off really, really early morning just to trek in. That's what I mean. In. Yeah, you want to if you're going to if you're going to trek in, you need to start at seven o'clock in the morning. Trek in as far as you're going to go. Set up yeah, camp well, with even a, earlier. With, yeah, even earlier. Set up mm-hmm. camp properly, so you can actually stay there for a couple of days if you need to. But yeah, if you guys only got there. In the evening, so it was really under, so it was only a few hundred meters off the track where you guys had this. Yeah, experience. I don't want to give away our position too no, no, much, okay. but we, we kind of had a fire just off the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't have to tell me exactly it, where you it, were. It was you could say that we were on we were we were on the creek. Yep. Uh, I mean, you couldn't have picked a more beautiful spot, really. You know, the the running water. Yeah. Um, the boulders and rocks and that everywhere, but we found a spot. We, um, you know, we built a fire, mm-hmm. and when the night, course, when night time comes and that everything changes, it's no longer like it is at light. Yeah, we were lucky. At the, I think at the time because it was almost a full moon. Yep, it would have been would have been the weekend before last. It year. was it was very bright. It wasn't a full moon, but it was yeah, it was a lot of moonlight. It, it was, was almost easy to a see. Full moon. Yeah, mm. it was easy to see a fair way out, like yeah. all the silhouette of everything. No worries. It wasn't pitch black or anything. Yeah. We had plenty of lighting, but yeah, you didn't really... You want your eyes to sort of adjust. No, you try and stay dark. away from the artificial light. You know, the firelight should be enough in the moonlight. What you could say is that we were we were smack in the middle between two mountains. Okay. Two very light... We were like in a valley. In a valley in the valley between va- two The valley heading up was the creek. It was Christmas Creek. So the creek, yeah, the creek was winding between the mountains out there, That's which, right. it, which it does for a long way out there. And you could see up the mountains, and uh, the distance is very deceiving. Yeah, when you're looking at it, uh, but also the steepness of it was is incredible. Yeah, uh, I, I think it would be very very hard for anyone to track up that way. Yeah, you know, okay. up, up one of the sides, so that's why they're always the easiest ways you go up. Through, yeah, you follow the creek. Follow line. the creek lines is yeah. the easiest way to go. But anyway, we um, chose our location. We settled down and we started have. We had something to eat, and it was good. It was, and then we thought, oh, okay, this is just going to be a relaxing night. You know, yeah, out night camping, by the, yeah, night, night by the creek. So Campfire. when you when you say we had something to eat, like we had no bench space and we we're using rocks and we had shit out everywhere around us, <laughs> looked, looked, looked like a mess, mate. Yeah, so we yeah. we weren't really that prepared for an encounter. We actually decided, yeah, it was fuck an it. This is just, this is yeah, just yeah, yeah. gonna be an awesome night. Yeah, we, that's right. We fully I'm, gave up on like thinking I'm, I'm about bigfoot. It. You, you buy the creek. You got a fire going. Good company. I remember Mo- feeling like an idiot. Yeah, and it was just magical. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You know? I actually felt like a bit of a 
a doodle burger, really. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's Alf's word. <laughs> so, a doodle burger. A doodle burger. Doodle burger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You You're a it. bloody doodle burger for saying that word. Like, what are you even you going can, on about? Anyway, you can keep it. <laughs> no one's going to use that word. Everyone's saying it now. No. <laughs> Someone has said it three times. Anyway, already. so you sat down, you calmed you down, you. you had a bit of a feed. You thought it was going to be just a, a nice night. I felt blissful. By the fire, I felt blissful, mate. I felt we just were just so peaceful, yakking, chatting, yeah. and um, sometimes we just. Chill I out. suppose you could space out, look at the stars. And yeah. Well, what stars you could see because there was a you know little uh, canopy there. Well, no, it was it was the moon. We, yeah, we, the moon we were at the back out. of the we were at the back of the um of of our ute. Yeah, you your dad's ute that we were using at the time, and then we basically used the tail of the ute as a bench. Yep, and that so uh, we used the fire to be nostalgic. We used the fire to cook you know our our dinner and that in a big pot and you know make a stew. Yeah, nice. Um, but it was tasty too. It's always tasty. Oh, it's always better when you're out there in nature. Mate, I was fucking starving. I would have eaten a yowie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she so had a nice feed, cruisy yeah. night. Anyway, we're getting along, and for some reason, um, Dan was starting to make <laughs> these little shanks out of. Um, he start looked like he was making his own weapons, right? Yeah, you know, like punji sticks, whatever. Right. But, I was just with a going, stick. Dan, doing you're making weapons i think dan was thinking maybe i might need this later on i don't know i wasn't thinking mate i was just doing well, my just... body my subconscious take took over yeah right. it, but like, making yeah. spears it was when dan started it whacking rock. it against the rock yeah i smacked it on a rock yeah and i said dan nothing's That's... gonna hear that i wasn't even doing that like, yeah right I wasn't doing it for that reason. I just yeah. smacked it on a rock. But we thought about, you know, straight away. I thought, okay, yeah, they say they, uh, you know, they do whack tree knocks and tree shit. knocks yeah. and that. And okay. I, and I thought to myself, well, what be? And there's also other reports where there are, are stone clacks and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought, well, if you wanted to make something echo, why not use a log? Yeah. And hit on a big stone. Yeah. Right. So I thought, okay, Dan says, you give it a go. I said, okay. I didn't run up especially, but I, I took a, a big, big step in. <laughs> yeah, and I was just give it a crack. With a yeah. rather large log that was over a metre in length, and it was probably about five inches in, in thickness. So a decent branch, yeah. Yeah, a decent branch. And, and then bang! It, it, it echoed, because we were in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. valley, and it, ec- it just echoed up. And then we were going, wow, that was not bad. And yeah, right. we thought, okay, we'll have to do this again. See if and we can so recreate the results. One, yeah. one so good turn to I hit it another. again, and then Dan turned around and said, no, I think you've got to do it three times. Yeah. Intuition. Don't know why he said that, but anyway, sorry. So there wasn't just three whacks, one after, straight after another. It was a little bit of a break in between. Yeah. But the break would have been, I suppose you could say, the much the same. There's probably maybe a minute, maybe in between, or two minutes in between. A couple each, of minutes, yeah. Yeah, between each whack. But I made sure, I thought, okay, if I want someone to hear this, I might as well whack this you know, fairly hard. So mm. we did. Mm. I mean, it. I whacked it that hard that it actually hurt my own hand. Yeah, vi- the vibration. The vibration was. And then we went, okay, there you go. We've done that. And we went on to something else. We started yucking um, that other thing. We were things. just sitting down side by side at the fire yeah. for only like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Then what did we hear? Howling. 
Really? I don't, th- I don't even call it howling. I thought yowling. We, yowling? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yowling. Well, at first, we thought it might be wild dogs because our world we live, we, yeah, we've, got, a, we've yeah. got a really bad wild dog problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ones that mix with dingoes and that, but they, um, they travel a, in you, groups. You've got to be it's, aware of that, and that's the other thing about the Australian, you've got to be aware of the wild dogs because they will surround you. And, and Yeah, and that yeah. to me at the time was scary yep. to think about. Yep. And yeah. I thought, okay, we better keep our, ourselves alert. Well, the thing about wild dogs is what they or, or the dingoes they will surround you. So you get one howl yeah. in front of you, we were, then you get a howl to the side of you, and then it's when you get the howl behind you that it's probably time yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. So we were actually yeah, you could say that we were actually listening for that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was one set of howl, and then there was another set, wasn't there? So, yeah. So the first howl, it sounded like there was like eight. Was it? Was it, a, it was, was it a pack. It was it like a? a um, was it a dog howl? You know what I mean. Was it a wolf no, dog? No, not quite. Dingo, but, but like the, it was, we just it was another assumed. sort of another type of noise. You couldn't uh, at the time um, when it happened so quickly. First thing you think of when you hear a howl is you think of dingoes. Yeah, you dingoes, think of wild yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. We because yeah we had gone off Bigfoot idea. All together by this time, we just thought dogs. Yeah, like even though we we're out there, original idea intent mm-hmm. was like, hey, maybe we'll find a yowie out here. Let's go look anyway. Yeah, to what the hell were we thinking? Because that's just stupid. You're gonna find one on your first time out. Yeah, 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 yeah no yeah, way. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's dogs right there. But like, but, but so Brian, weird. was this your first intentional attempt at looking for a yowie, or you'd been out searching? First before? intentional. But you used to go on bushwalks. I used to go on bushwalks, bushwalks, and that. Yeah, sure. I only thought of it when something may have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I was. I just liked being in nature. I, I, yeah, you like I loved being in the bush. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, sometimes the way it's I re- see society is running, I would sometimes love to just take off yeah. and live in the bush. We've all thought about that. Yeah, haven't we? But yeah, but the, in the bush is almost. You know, I, I see the Aussie bush. Uh, if you get in there and and you 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 become one with the nature, it's almost it's as close to a, a proper you know religious and for the, I'm doing the inverted commas religious experience I've ever had. You know, like the the yeah, nature. Yeah, to me, I, I feel like I'm one back with the earth. That's where I'm meant to be. That's yeah. where we're meant to be. Yeah, but anyway, um, that, that, a yeah. howl. So like it a, felt okay. An unearthly, was, an unearthly howl. Was it? It sounded like it was, it was about distant, five distant. k's away or something. Yeah. And, and like, we couldn't exactly pinpoint, although it did sound like it was on one mountain side. It was coming from one side of one the mountain. One side of the mountain at the time, yep. which was across the creek from us where we were. Because yep. just across the creek, the bank went really steep up yep. to a, like up to a little bit of a ledge. And it was all covered with foliage. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember what the exact foliage it was, but it was Lantana. But there was some lantana. There were some actual trees with um, yeah, just scrub. Yeah, yeah. But then there was scrubs. a little ledge. Can- you could say there was a little ledge, and then it went up again, and it was extremely steep. I yeah. mean, but it's it's deceiving when you're down the bottom. Yeah, of course. Looking yeah, up, of course. So, so two how was it a group of houses? You said eight or nine. Or was there was, it was a, a few. We yeah. didn't know. How, I didn't know how many. It just sounded okay. There's a couple. Yeah, and we both went. Oh, oh, and we both looked at each other and said, "Oh, you know, that's a bit weird." Like, what's going oh, on? Oh, we thought to, we straight we both straight thought, uh, bloody 
freaking dogs. dogs glad, yeah. glad to be by the because where we live, yeah. where we both live, he you know lives um, been past Rath Downey Way. Mm. I live at Corralbin, and we both have. There's a wild dog problem. We have a wild dog problem yeah, yeah, that yeah. it circulates, and they rip into you know livestock and everything. Yeah, they come out this way as well. They head out Prentice Way. There's there's roaming packs of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so but well, it so was what, only five. We just ignored it. Five minutes later, like we're just wary that okay, something's there, but it sounded so distant, so mm. far away. I'm estimating like five k's away because yeah. the next one. It happened again, and it sounded so much closer, like maybe one k away only. Yeah, they and, had moved. They moved quickly. Over that was only it had gone from what I am only guessing five k's away to one mm. k away in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah right. we were quick. sitting down just by the fire, kept telling stories, and then we we weren't expecting to hear it again. No, we heard it again. It was so much closer, like like. Oh my was it god! Guttural? How like what? What was it like a guttural? No, type it was of like howl? it was more just... of a deep howl. Well, it had mixture of both, but it, the second howl didn't exactly sound like dogs. No, no. When it was closer, I'm like, it sounded like a group of people, but like that yowling. But there was no one around us. There's no one for miles. Yeah, there was um a couple of like cabins up that way but they were empty mm-hmm. was, yeah so we did notice that all the way in when we, yeah there's we, no the one there, there was, was no, no one, one in the cabins there. there was no one they're all like like um where people basically they do up a place and they rent it out where you can go and stay in the night yeah, like where you're nice. yeah, like it's yeah. like a bnb but you look after yourself yeah like airbnb yeah you hire the room out or we had yeah. sort of worked out that we were the only people in the area even where there were two houses that were very close to us, uh, we noticed, we remembered them leaving, didn't we? So there was no light. And they, didn't, no... they didn't return until a lot later, I think the next morning. Mm. So second how, a lot closer. Hell. Well, it was only it almost was two minutes. Yeah, we were in a bit of a like, what the hell? That's, you know, moving Well, imagine close, you're starting to freak out just a little two bit. Two minutes right. later, yeah, after that. We're thinking we better be quick to be able to hop in the vehicle if something yeah, comes around you're us. Gonna, you're going to, well, again, it, being Australians and understanding the, the wild dogs and what they can potentially do, you need to be aware. And but be we had a big enough area around us that, that was, you know, it was on, on the edge of a roadside, like a, uh, There's a, lot a of parking open, area. There's a lot of, yeah, open ground. So mm. with the moonlight, we could see... A fair way through the open, but in the canopy, you can you can see nothing in the tree line. So what it's time are we difficult. talking here, boys? You, is it pretty early? It was fairly early. It was like eight thirty or something. Yeah, it wasn't we, that. So you weren't. Like, we weren't in. The, we weren't in witching hour or anything else like that. No, it was really early no, no, but everything no, was, everything oh. continued for the rest of the night. It was all night. We had interactions all night. So when you say interactions, so we got okay. the second howl. What happened next? Okay, so two minutes later, we're like. We're still sitting down by the fire, and then we both felt the whole energy change. Yeah, well, no, before very... that, we heard some knocking. There were some knocks. I don't, I don't remember that bit, but I remember how. So I, I just remember hearing some knocks. So this is um, after the second howl. This is after something. the second howl. It was like it was a knock. I'm, I'm not sure it was. It was around the same time with the second howl. I heard some knocks as well. I mean, maybe that's because I was. Listening at the time, and maybe Dan was he was he was more conscious. Like, 
concentrating on the hows. I don't know. I was know, but more focused on how I was feeling. Yeah, right. I just, yeah. Do you think the knocks were like a, a communication? Were they trying to... I believe so. Right. I reckon they... Um, the knocks... I reckon that perhaps theorising that the knocks, the interval with the knocks... And what you're knocking on, either you're knocking on wood or you're knocking on stone, it's, it's a, it's or while you're knocking stone against stone, I think it it could give a different message. Who knows? Yeah, right. I think I think the knocking is how they call each other, but it's just less obvious than shouting out, "Hey, I'm over here." And look, yeah, different mediums using you know? different mediums would have different results. Yeah, but it's still a way of communicating over a long distance. So we heard some knocks, and then. The case, then, then the it came. Then the energy shifted. The yeah. whole energy shifted, yeah. We're going from feeling like blissed out, peaceful, inner zen, uh, to like hair on the back of your neck standing up. Yeah, right. So um, I stood up straight away. I stood up. I felt like I was being watched. Like I felt like something was behind me. And I stood up and I walked away from the ute just a couple of meters and was just standing out looking at in out into the distance and mm-hmm. 40 50 meters down in the looking into the creek i saw them standing up four of them two really really tall ones and two shorter ones that were probably still taller than me so you're saying would you say 250 meters away roughly no 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 only 40 or 50 meters 40 away. or 50 meters away yeah in the open through the creek i've seen them go from standing up to crouching down by that time, Brian has stood up and come over, and we've both just been looking at their their eyes. Prior to that, they came. What it felt like was something had come down the mountain, and whatever it was, they had it come in. It was across the creek at the time. So across from you, it was across the creek. Because they would have on a ledge. If they were, if they, they would have been vantage point. They would have been hidden by a lot of bush. Yeah. It was like something suddenly, uh, there were sort of four things moving, bipedal. But, oh, my God, they would have been... The first one was at least four times my weight, at least. And it was hitting the ground hard. That's how... It came down from the mountain. And you could hear it. You could hear it walking or running through the bushes. Running and coming down to a stop. And you, you could see the bushes across from the creek. You could see them swaying. You could see them moving like something had come really? down and just suddenly stopped. And that's when Dan, uh, like a bit a minute after that, that's when Dan stood up. Stood up. He looked over. And whether it was another lot or the same lot, I, I don't know. I think it was know. a different it, group, it, to be honest. The speed would have had to have been another group. That's when Dan said, alerted me to there were four figures. When I got up to have a look, all I saw was some eyes shine and they moved. Yeah, right. So because I seen the I seen them move, go from standing to crouching in the yeah. creek, and Brian has seen their eyes, but he see because I've watched them move, I watch where their silhouette sort of landed. Yeah. Um, but Brian was staring straight at them. Says mm. he couldn't really make out them that much in the dark but we could both see their well, eyes well everyone has different levels of night vision too you there know are, like so it depends on your on your visual spectrum there is one thing is you can see the eyes yeah right and, and, and the eyes are like fluorescent green like a council worker should. when you have two that are really high like and you have two green. that are lower 
I don't know. For some reason, anything that crouches down seems to freak me out. <laughs> it's like stalker position because you don't know how big it is or whether it's ready to anyway so, the, so uh, no and they're in the creek like, we're like freaking out we got some swim no, fans down here when when they came down that was when we both sort of um froze and it felt it felt like um primordial fear really like like a, well, we you talk had about better. You watch out. You are in the presence of something great that can tear you to pieces. Yeah, right. That's that genealogical DNA stuff. The big. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I've never felt like that in my life before. It, it can't. But that not was the first affect time. Affect your nervous system. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, like, the hair basically raises up in the back of your neck, and it's like and you're saying, something. "Holy shit, that is something." You, you all those ancient, there. all those ancient animal instincts are kicking in. Yeah, it's like, imagine how you would feel if you're just walking through the bush in Africa and all of a sudden you get around this bush and there's a massive freaking lion standing yeah. in front of you. Yeah. What what kind of feelings would you yeah, what reaction feel? You like, you know, it, it really gives a jolt to the whole nervous system. Mm. Like, you know, your nervous system reacts before you see anything or hear anything. It's like the energy changes. Yeah, I do have to almost, agree with that. almost yeah. feels supernatural in a yeah. weird way. Wow, I can see. I look just for the, everyone uh, at home. I've got two honest men in front of me. They're telling me a story, and I'm looking in their eyes while they're telling the story. And everything they're saying, they they believe to be true, and I believe you, boys. So you saw two or four. You think too too big, too small, maybe. Yeah, too big, maybe too small. But we didn't know whether maybe one yeah. you know, was hot, bigger ones, or or two were crouched down. We didn't know, but it was I four it was that we could we could identify right at first, at first. But then we didn't really like know whether we were being surrounded. Or, I think we heard other noises then behind us. Yep, which is, would have been at the front of the vehicle because we were at the back of the vehicle camped. Yep. So during all this, like you know, chaos, like. Big emotions. Yeah, I was going to nervous, say. Nervous systems going, what I'm, the fuck? I'm having a visceral reaction just listening yes. to you guys, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I, know, I know, I can yeah. see that. We're can I putting tell you how in. you felt? No, no, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> so, yeah. No, basically, I'm thinking, I'm excited and nervous yeah. at the same time. And I'm like, you know, the question always pops up, am I going to die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's survival. You're in full survival yeah. mode. But um, I'm looking I've at... I have been through did that you have, before. Did you, have, did you have one of your wooden spears you just made? Or? No, no I think mate, we a, threw yeah, it in think, the fire. Yeah. <laughs> don't need that no more. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I think we were in a situation with something that would, if it wanted to, could step across the creek or step across, they would have us in seconds. And there would be not a thing you could bloody do about it. You yeah. couldn't run. You couldn't. Running would be silly. Well, the thing is, if you run, you, it would be playing. I think it's a game. Yeah. If you it, ran, they'll probably chase you. That's whether the whole thing it's about wild dogs or yeah. any cats or anything like that. If you play into the fear yeah. of what they're trying to get you to do, I well. Because there is apparently big cats out that way as well. That's always that's the other story that well, echoes around through all the Aussie actually, bush. Actually. The next day, we seen a very interesting track. Oh, that tracks, yeah. That the, uh, before weird. we get to the next day, I'm, I'm let's go. Let's go back to where we were with this. So yeah, I. So, I so was... you saw these. So uh, just so where we are is from my point of view is that you boys have both stood up. You've both seen the eyes. We're talking glowing night vision type 
eyes Dan on. said, yeah. I, can, I can see there's four of them right there. And I had to get up to come around the other side. And all I could see at the time were the eyes. Right. Um, and then they took off, yeah? Their eyes their eyes glow. like it all, That almost sort of put you in... Uh, I don't know. It's like you know, watching a scary movie I was where say, there's like something like, you know, like charred stuff, candleless yeah. humanoid underground dwellers with the eyes glow. Yeah. They don't. And they don't you glow have for bad. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not like when you shine a light on a cat or a dog and their eyes yeah. reflect. Well, that was gonna, shining lights. That, that, they, they that was going to be my light. question. Was that there, was self there. illuminating? Like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It was like it was like a greeny yellow to me. Yeah. So then, what, um, they, what did they do? Did they? I, you guys sort of stare. Well, at they each other they a bit froze. Weird. They went into freeze position, mate. They weren't well, probably moving. That, well, it was it, sort of like we're looking at. Like, it's can, like they're thinking. Maybe, maybe they're thinking they can't see us. If we don't, and we're move. looking, we're going. Can those things please go? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it might it might have been a bit of a uh, holy shit. They see us, we see them, and everybody's a bit sort of. I freaking wanted. Out, you know I wanted I mean? to stay because like this is what we come for. But I also wanted to feel safe, and, <laughs> and I'm like, Brian, can we just pack the Ute up? And he's looked at me like. You want to leave? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to go. I want to pack up. Dan wanted and he's to pack like, up <laughs> just in case we had to flee. Just in case we need to like flee. I'm like, I bought all this new fucking shit and I don't want to leave any of it behind. I don't want to drive with the tailgate down. So I'm like, let's just let's just pack the shit up and put it in the car. He's like, stop freaking out. <laughs> I'm not freaking out. It sounds like you're freaking out. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I mean, fine. Yeah, no, I, I just felt that. Just put the if shit in had, the car. <laughs> I had the intuition feeling that if we got into the front of the car, that then they would play peekaboo with us. Yeah, and then I would shit. Yeah, right. Uh, I I don't I that I could I think if anything that would be the most freaky thing is for them to suddenly come and surround the car. Yeah, and they felt like there was enough of them to surround the car. Right. So you think there was more than four? You think oh, there was shit. Some? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! It Definitely. felt like there was a few, but at one stage it felt like they had retreated back up the mountain, and mm-hmm. there was chattering going on. So chattering, chattering. Explain. Hang on, this is going to get confusing. Otherwise, these these four that we seen down in the creek. Yeah. So the four we in the went, creek. What happened? We then? we just decided. Brian like just like was like have a chill pill, Dan. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Three deep have breaths. Chi- We're all good here, man. Okay, let's go sit back down by the fire. The- but can we still pack the car? No, Dan. Mm-hmm. I said we, we have to go back. We have pots. to. We acknowledge that they were there. Yeah. We made acknowledgement by looking around. Okay, that we, yeah, we know you're there. Well, I suppose the thing is too, boys, and and I I sort of get where you're coming from, Brian. Where it's like, if you show. Not fear or, or, or massive reaction to that sighting. You're not. That's not going to continue, right? You've acknowledged each other. No one's hurt anyone yet. No one. And, and you guys. I didn't want to turn it into one of the games. Yeah. Um. You know, I've done enough research to know apparently they love to play games, especially the Owies in Australia. They loved to play games, especially if you run. Yeah, right, they're going to just mess with you. They're going to mess with you. They like to also play how stupid is a human? You know, how close can we get before the human notices? Yeah, right. But I said, okay, Dan, let's just, we've sort of identified yet, we know you're there. Mm. Let's go back and pretend that we're just doing our own thing. 
Yeah, they right. said Let, let's. We were cooking another meal at that time. We have some noodles. Yeah. So yeah. he talked me into unpeeling my eyes from them down yeah. at the creek to sitting back down by the fire, pretending that we didn't. We care. didn't. We didn't exactly wash up that night, but we yeah. did just sit down no, and right. chill out. Um, and so continued cooking your noodles, and then I, sw- I swear, like these four must have moved into the tree line because we had interactions with them early, like later as well. But these ones, um, these four, they were actually sort of across the road from us, in front of the ute, and we were sitting at the back of the ute yeah. with the fire and the creek on the other side of the fire again. Okay, but up the bank, it's like four or five meter drop. This bank down into the creek. Mm. Well, up the very top, that before it drops off, the yowling that we'd heard earlier, we knew it was the same creatures up there. Yeah, but it was no longer yowling. It was it sounded like chattering, like monkey chatter type stuff. More yeah, like it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was chat. It was chat. I don't Made know. Made no sense. Do, I'd, right. I yeah, don't they, know. yeah. They, they talk they about the. Uh, so, so they talk about the samurai talk. I wouldn't call it a language, <laughs> yeah. but. They were clearly vocal and they understood each other. So there was a conversation going on about the the two weird humans that were on the creek bowen. Well, yeah. it, it almost um, I, I don't know what it was, but um, it wasn't uh, any language that we would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but That's it why wasn't, I call it chattering. It, yeah, it was more chattering. It wasn't like ooh 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 ga ga, you know that. But there was multiple. It was it was multiple, but it was quick. Also heard laughing. Yeah, it, it seemed. Oh, yeah, that they were laughing. It it seemed they're like they were having a good time. Us, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll oh, take the big. That, we're I'll those. eat the big one. You eat the little one. <laughs> I'll throw a rock at the little guy. So this, so the first experience happened about eight thirty. So you boys pretend to go back to cooking your noodles, doing those things, and anyway, <laughs> what, did we things say start. Noodles? No, noodles. <laughs> I, I was Is that what you up. would do? <laughs> no, well, I was cooking them up just before yes, they'd come. Anyway, so. But um, then I think things started to settle down, didn't they? Um, yeah, I settled down. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah they, freaking out. they went backwards and forwards between, like, looking through the trees. We would shine a torch up at them. We'd see their eyes. Oh. We'd see quite a few sets of eyes looking up the creek so this bank. Is up, at, up at the bank. The, yep, yep. The, the ledge on the other side yeah. of the creek. Yep. Would shine like lights up there, and then the eyes would disappear, right? It's like I don't know if they just closed their I eyes or they turned around or, or something. Turned, that's what it looked like. They they obviously were aware that like we could see them. We but we knew where they were. This, so when is, we, this so is when I, I I decided okay we're gonna get we're gonna get the camera out. Mm. It, it, it's funny that people say why didn't you take a photograph? At the time, it's the last thing you think of. Yeah, when you're in prim- primordial survival It mode. is the last thing you think of. And your flash isn't that great for like longer distance anyway. No, for night photography, it's not that. No, no we, well, did, we weren't set up Night photography, if we're doing a long distance, we used to do what's, what's called painting the road. Yeah. We would do a long exposure and we would go along with a flash and go flashing all the way down the road. Yeah, this is right. a massive track Traffic accidents. The traffic accidents. Yeah, it's called painting. You know, painting the road. So you take a flash and, and go every yeah, twenty meters. Yeah. So someone goes along, but you've got the apertures open long enough, so you don't really pick up the person walking along. You but what you're getting up. is the flash, and you're picking up the road. Mm. But 
with this one, I started taking some photographs, but this is something I have never, ever experienced before in my life with taking a flash, you know, especially at night. Mm -hmm. Not every shot when I was doing this, it happened, but there were certain shots where I took and there was like, there was, bam, sparkles in the, in, in, in front of me. Right. It, it looked like it was fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would like of different brightness, but yeah. it was like the flash was reacting with something. Re- reacting with something on the other side of the. Well, uh, where how I don't wide, know how, how far wide, I don't know how, how far away it was. It it to me it seemed like it was closer, like it was only a couple of meters away. Yeah, right. How wide was the uh, river? Uh, ooh, probably about five meters at the most. That creek. Directly behind us was a fair bit narrower, but the place where I described where I was actually looking where down the, the creek at them, is, yeah. that's a, that is just like heaps and heaps of like flat stones. Water's running through the middle of it. Yeah. It's all only ankle deep. But how wide is it? About five metres? About five metres. About five metres. Yeah, right. that's, that's the water. I'm just and trying to think like, about like, because uh, obviously you're using the, the Nikon you've got there. Is that the... Uh, yeah. Is that the camera you were using the night? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the camera. Um, but these flashes and that, and I said to Dan, I said, Dan, you've got to see this. <laughs> um, but it was only after we we had taken that and Dan said, geez, that's, that's weird. You and know, he, it, he, and you, you could never see that. that you could see that through the camera? Or? No, no, you could see that through your through the naked eye we were looking oh when you were when the flash went yeah, off yeah when the flash went off it was like something else that these little things that were out there yeah just went bang they reacted back as if they were reflecting the flash yeah right so i thought to myself okay i've got to start thinking of what's that, a logical the, explanation is it is it insects is it did the camera know, pick it up no it always did it picked up orbs is what it picked up yeah right but we were seeing like little sparkles and pops of like energy spontaneously. It was like it was reacting to the flash. Something. Wow. It was so very night strange. goggles next time, that, boys. That's eh? that's the really thing. Like strange thing. Like you know, this was so very. It wasn't. It wasn't just the beings that that we're talking about here. I think we need to probably. I, I do want to get back to them, but I think I wanted to talk about the energy. Do you think it's some sort of like? Because obviously you, you're getting reactions to light. You, you're having. Uh, human animal instinct reactions. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Whether it's something, something uh, energetic, and it felt like something. There was energy in the air. Yeah, right. And it was reacting to the flash. It was re. It, it that sort of freaked me out as well. Mm. I was puzzled, so I wanted to take more. So what I was doing though was I was walking around because we know knew that we had been surrounded. Yeah. At one stage. So yeah. I was walking around. I was just going bang, 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 taking as many as I could. Well, I suppose your your thing about your previous profession is that there would be a level of training that would come back. Okay, I need to take photos, a 360-degree That's right. understanding of my environment at this present moment. My to environment, see what I but I was, I was also thinking of is, okay, if they wanted to look at what advantage points would they have and... But the only thing that really annoyed me that annoyed us both when we were using the spotlight to try and have a look to see where they were, every time we tried to look in one direction, the smoke from the campfire would suddenly cover it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you couldn't see anything but the smoke. So then we move over to the other side of the car, around the other side 
of the fireplace and try and get another try and get point. another you know advantage point and then suddenly the smoke changes course again I think so fires just do that anyway, though. They do. It's just like Murphy's Law, you know. Fire, it's like, oh, there's smoke in my eyes. I'm moving in the other side of the mm. fire. And, then two seconds and it later, follows you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know why it does So did that, you guys get any pictures when you were shining the spotlight? Did you take some photos and did you get any of the... Yeah, but they just come out like black. Yeah. Just dark, just some, dark. Yeah, some came out as if the... And we know, didn't some even take a photograph. Then all it was was black. The whole whole image was mm. black. Right. And then you got some with just orbs. And the other ones have got heaps of orbs. Well, of in orbs. The photo. And there were there were there was probably like thirty or forty orbs or something, all all different sizes. Mm. You know, like, like different distances away or whatever. But there were orbs, and that's the first time I have ever captured orbs in ph- photography. Yeah right. So and you obviously with the DSLR there, you, you you don't mind taking a photo, and you've never caught orbs before apart from that night. Nope. It was. And a- I'm, I'm talking, you know, years of of doing forensic work where we're taking, you know, um, images and that of because um, you don't want images that are disgusting. You will need perfect images when you're doing forensic work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because they're being presented to a court. But yeah. I'd never had that ever before. Yeah, you, but you're no stranger to a camera. That's is the no. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, doing photog- photography wasn't just like a, a subject we 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 um, studied. It was a tool. Yeah. So, like many things, like a computer or whatever, it's just a tool of your trade, and you get proficient at it. So you know what the settings are and all those sorts yeah. of things. We and, used and to develop our own films. We used to develop our own negatives yeah. in black and white, mind you. That, but that I learned that when I went up north, Queensland, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the scenes of crime officers, uh, I was taken aside and they taught me in the dark room how to do it all myself, and yeah, it was great. Um, but it taught me a lot about uh, photography, yeah. And I even had a research student where I put her on for a project where we were looking at uh, identifying someone who's using the same camera to take photographs, yeah, right. And this is looking at the very outside edge of the photograph this is the old cameras you know we took it on film this had to do with things like pedophilia cases right where we're trying to identify okay whose camera had been taken these camera had been used or whose camera because the aperture around it had these minute microscopic little sort of oh very small little indentations the only way to see it was is to take the negative and, and to blow it up with a uh, with a magnifying glass, basically. Right. Yeah, well, we had very powerful ones. Yeah. And so, because I, I had a research student who had come, a high school student, wanted to learn about forensics, I put it onto this thing. And we did it at all different apertures and, you know, speeds and that to see if we could pick up similarities so that we could, like, in the future, if we had a case... You could match the match we the could indentations match, or whatever. We could it match is, yeah. the patterns around the outside edges. Yeah, right. That are so minute, and so despite all that experience, you couldn't capture anything that night. That's you know what I mean. Like I think that's what I was no, getting at, and that's a perfect it, example it, of the, the of the level of competency you have, and you're trying to take these. And have you have you have you looked at all the photos since? Obviously, you have. Have you? Or have you actually? Oh yeah. A, I haven't yeah. had a look at them like I want to have a look at them. Like you I haven't wanna, applied, I wanna, you haven't applied your. No, I want to take them. I want to change. I want to change you know, contrast, lighting, contrast, light, yeah, white and, balance, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to do the full range to see if I can see anything different. 
Um, yeah, where I'm looking at it, and I've had it up on the TV for a bigger screen, and be like, oh yeah, that's that's fucked. That's fucked. Yeah, but see, the thing is, <laughs> he's, looking at it with a, he's looking at it through a different lens. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can't figure out. It was almost some of the photographs turned out as if I still had the bloody cover lens on. But see, that's that's also a common story about that, isn't it, mate? But you, you've moved the mic, bud. Bring the mic back down. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. It's your first time, mate. It's all good. Um, Daniel's got no excuses. But you, you, you're right, mate. Uh, yeah. So, and the, uh, that's one of the... the interesting things about when you try and take photos of of any of, of multiple types of phenomena not just your your yaoi type stuff but there's all these other types of phenomena where people will say listen i was there i saw it i tried to take a photo and nothing happened you know what well, I mean? yeah, especially I mean, the ones convenient. that turned out just yeah. pure black yeah, yeah that's right yeah it was just pure you know some of them were pure black and mm. you know i know the flash went off yeah, you were there. You took the photo. Yeah, there I was there. Be, I was yeah, there the should photograph. be something, like a bit of ground at least. Yeah, like, like a ground a in front of the flash or, yeah. or something, but it's not. Yeah. It's just black. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. So do you think there's an energetic I think aspect there was, to these things? Uh, look, I don't know how to comment on that, eh? Because there is I only did research field, afterwards. After this, I did a little more research into this area where um, apparently people had tried to do films or they had tried to take photographs and that around when Yowies were, or, or sorry, Sasquatch or whatever was around. Yeah. And apparently what has been reported is a lot of orbs. Yes, I've heard that, yeah. I didn't... I had read it some time previously, but I had sort of discarded it as, oh, they're just taking photographs of mosquitoes or like yeah, yeah, moths or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because all you're seeing is a round thing. It's not in the focal point, so it's not going to be accurate. But No. But when the flash went off, every one of these little flashes that came back at me were crisp. They were so crisp as in, like, their reaction. Yeah, right. Um, so, so these, when you... when. You, so where are we as far as the timeline? They retreated back up the hill. We heard some chattering, some laughing. Is that when yep. you guys started to take some photos? It went on. That went on for an hour. Like when we just after an hour, we just settled down. I think, and it we was were like, more oh, than an this, hour. I think this we is lost it. time then. No, but was, as in like we it lost was, track of time. As in like yeah, we were so that? heightened still. Yeah, yeah, what was actually going on? It You're not sure after, where, where time was in that instance. Yeah, it was just after an hour of interactions playing spotlight with them on both sides mm-hmm. um you know taking it in turns each side of the and tree what did lines. you see behind the spotlights nothing mostly lights. just eyes. eyes yeah and it's like oh did that branch move and you're it was like either like, eyes or a smoke in the way yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah it's annoyed but, absolutely but we really out. we really um felt pretty confident in our situation like after being there for an hour we're like if Anything bad was going to happen to us. It, it felt like happen. it would have already, already happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, and we just kind of stood our ground and minded our own business, looked busy doing whatever we do. Yeah. But but then sometimes, like, they would go backwards and forwards between they'd go, you'd hear them chattering, and when they'd stop chattering, they'd go really, really silent for a while, and that's when you felt like you were being watched. So like, they were just watching down. you. I'm I'm thinking from what you boys are describing in locale and and land um, 
topographical. Obviously, I think they're looking down on you from that ledge. I would say that's, that's yes, that's, yeah, that's we were, right. They could see us pretty above, well. You know, across the creek, either side, it just went on a steep angle. Yeah, I mean, these guys. So they would have been can, looking at you from above, and they know. can obviously the way that they move across the land and that, like at the dark. These things are nocturnal. Yeah. I think they're, they're sensitive to light. They're probably chilling out, either having a rest or that's why they're in the forest. It's mm. filtered filtered light. But at night, they're pretty... Um, one The group across the creek, they were really boisterous. Yeah, they well, were like joking and laughing. Like and it, well, it felt like a family of them to me, like the two adults... Two kids. Two kids. That's, sort of I mean, that's, that was, that's what I got. For, that was my instinct when you said the four. It seemed like two adults, two kids. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think there was a family. They were pretty um, quiet. we wouldn't have had the number. They, were, they yeah. were quiet and kind of left us alone. But the other side was more boisterous. They yeah, threw, right. threw like a couple of few rocks down towards the creek. Like not at us, but towards us. Really? No shit. No, it, no was, it was it was just trying just to get our attention. I oh, maybe we. It's because we were. Their way. I think we were boring <laughs> for them to be honest. Like they're like, oh, you know, it's like if if we were kids and you know we wanted to poke something, you know, on the and side of the road anything, with a stick. It it's like, come anything. on, move. Yeah, you know, move, you stupid animal. So there it's, was some rocks that like, came down from the, yeah. from the ledge above. Oh yeah, and they couldn't have rolled like they were thrown. Oh yeah, well, especially the size of them. They hit the water. Even though the water's rushing, you could still hear a big splash. But the the thing that sort of um, I, do, I do know too. it lasted. I do remember we went through the night, and I do remember a time we were still at the fire. We felt the safest place was right next to the fire. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, um, because it was cold. Yeah. And uh, we got warmth from the fire. Uh, I'd already taken out my, um, un, you know, inflatable mattress, and Dan had his. We had our stuff out there. Uh, because of what was going wrong around us, we didn't have time to set up to actually sleep properly. You know, no, but it, it we had, happened pretty early on yeah. by the sounds of things. You know, but, yeah, but it went all it went all night. night till- sort of thing. We were on sort of edge. Like little things happened, but then we, I noticed. I know that we must have both started to doze off because uh, I, well, t- you, you, I was getting. I was getting really tired. Your adrenaline's going to give out at some point. That's right. When you when you have a high adrenaline, then you're going to have a low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I noticed that. I remember uh, I must have fallen asleep, just fallen asleep, mm-hmm. and then next thing I hear is crunch, 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 on the rocks. And wasn't that far away from us. That's the car park. Like no, no, the, no, no. This is in the creek. Like the right. creek bed, the dry part Be, of the creek bed. Dry part of the creek bed. The, the, the heaps of round. It yeah, was definitely something. It was definitely something bipedal walking along. Yeah. And it was as if almost to get our attention as well. Right. So what happens? The torch light goes on first. Bang! Off then we, we go. We both up. wake up and we're looking around. We're doing the spotting again. Saw yeah. nothing. No, where we thought what we heard the crunches and that we got up. We, t- we yeah. By the time we get up, I suppose we're slow, mm. uh, but then we couldn't see anything. Yeah, right. Uh, it was like they were playing. I think we started at that time. We had started getting sick of it, but we also 
had decided, we had came with the intention, if we did have any interaction, we were going to have an offering. We brought offerings. Right. We, okay. bought a, we bought a bag of apples. What's okay. what's really funny is um, Brian first suggested a chicken, like barbecue chicken, <laughs> and I'm like thinking, <laughs> well, if I'm hiking, that. if I'm hiking and I'm trying to shove as many things, cram all these things into a tight little space in <laughs> my backpack, the one chicken. of them things is not going to be a barbecue chicken in my <laughs> fucking backpack. No, thank you. So it ended up being apples. Right. <laughs> So we decided to go with something that was natural and was sweet. It was a, it was a whole kg bag of apples. Like yeah. it was enough to share. So where did you put the apples? Ah, now that was funny. Yeah. We we both stood up. Okay, well, we thought. Okay, you know, after this sort of been going on for a while, we thought we better put out like an offering, like a peace offering. Yeah, we were going to walk off down the creek, right? Where we seen that. them. Yeah, like, we leave them somewhere down there on a closer. Or but then we looked around and we went no. Nah. And we both looked at this rock that was in front of the car. I'll say the tree line. It, it was near the tree line, yeah, but on the car. It was it near the front. Of, it was actually out in front of the car. Yeah. But we both looked at this rock in the same way. That's it. It was. It was the same time. The we, same both same, like, we both said it at the same time. I actually oh. seen it in my head. Before I was looking at the rock, I seen apples. Like, I got a download, right? Yeah. I just got a vision of of apples sitting on a rock, and we both at that exact same time both looked at the rock and said, "Over there!" Well, like it was our own idea. I got the impression of put them there. Yeah, and what I'm also getting from you two boys as well is that it was very much a shared experience. You guys, there's some instinctual stuff that happened that you both had at the same time. Yeah, so it was not an individual. We probably we felt experienced things slightly different. But the same, but the same message, same message at the same time, roughly the same message. Well, you've got different interpretations. However, it's the same thing at the same time, is what I'm getting at. When we said, when we say it at the same, we both said at the same time, is like we look at each other, go, "That's where we're putting them." Yeah. (laughs) But at this date, but I, what I had done, besides from taking, putting them there, opening the bag, but I had to fold. We didn't want like animals just getting to it straight away. Yeah. So I folded the plastic underneath it. But what I did first is I took an apple out. And put it on top or whatever. No, no, I took an apple out and we ate it together. But oh, okay. we left the rest of the apples in there. The, in the bag on the on the thing. We had expected either the bag was going to be there, left there and they didn't touch it or whatever, or it, we expected them mm-hmm. to be all gone. Right. What happened at the tree line? Well, we're standing there yabbering oh, for yeah, five minutes. That, that's right. Yes, you you'd forgotten, oh. dude. Oh no, <laughs> I couldn't forget that part. But yeah, I wasn't talking about. I was talking about the end result. Yeah. But when we were there, we were talking that. about it. We put the apples on this tree, but not on this rock. Uh, we didn't put it on top of the rock. Over the other side of the rock, there was like a little ledge. Yep. It was like a little serving tray on right. it. And we were there both talking. Well, I suppose we really shouldn't. I said, I remember saying, I don't think we really should really be here when you know because they're not going to come take anything if we're right here. Yeah. And And we talked about that, had a conversation about that for like four or five minutes. Yeah. Oh, we should right up above us, (laughs) uh, which is straight up, sort of a little cliff. We're we're like two meters away from the actual tree line itself, where it's just thick bush. 
But there was then there was a uh, I think it was a fern tree. No, it was no, it wasn't a fern. It, it was, was a like fern or something like it that. It was like it was fairly thick, like at least as thick well, as your was, arm. But it wasn't like well, a, no, the branch, the 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 trunk of the tree was quite thick. Yeah, right. It would yeah. have been only five to six inches thick. Okay, but. All around, you could see all the everything was fairly still, and then just one tree was doing this whip, 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 whip backwards and forwards. Wow! It Shaking was like, vigorously. You know, so what off. are we doing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, we're checking the wind. Why, why are we so skeptical? Like, still <laughs> at, this, <laughs> at this point, we're still skeptical. Well, we're looking the, up there, checking the wind. See the yeah, other we trees start looking around to yeah. see if anything is the same. And there, slight breeze doing it. <laughs> slight breeze, and yeah, here's this tree going backwards and forwards. You know, like a pirate flag in the wind, right. just being whipped yeah. backwards and forwards. Whatever, whatever you and it was nothing. Like, I, I we would not be able that. to do that. I could not have been able to do that. Right, it didn't, so, couldn't couldn't so be that, bothered that was, to walk in past the tree line to to test that theory either. No, no, no. We were like, so all right, yeah, let's good. Was, was that the thing? So it's time to, to go back. To the car. <laughs> <laughs> let's just take a few steps back now. It's time think, to return. I think they knew what was in front of us. <laughs> Yeah, right. But I don't know they knew it was something I, for them. I don't know yeah. whether we were trying... I don't know whether the message to them was, this is for you, or it was, we're sharing. Yeah, right. Because you, you stood there and ate the apple. We, I, Yeah, I, we, we took the apple out. I made sure yeah, that they could probably see us. Mm. I mean, the only purpose we did that for was to show that it's not poison or anything like that. See, we're eating it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe the message that we got across was we're sharing. Yes, of course. Um, in the morning, I went, because uh, I had counted the apples. Yeah. Uh, and when, in the, after we had woken up and everything in the morning, that morning, went across to have a look. I mean, oh, the bags, hang on, we didn't put the bag on top of the rock. It was on the other side of the rock on a little ledge. This time, the bags open. It's sitting on top of the rock. But this time, there was only two apples missing. Just two. Just two. Just two apples missing. And that, and still no people. <laughs> yeah, still and no one was there. No. No, no one had arrived yet. You know, we, we were up because we, we thought we would be get, better get rid of the um, you know, fireplace and, yeah. and uh, make it look like no one else was there. And But um, that was weird. Right. I, so mean, you, I can't believe you boys what? slept. I, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. Um, we slept probably about two hours if at the most, if that. So yeah. we we've crawled. We still had the fire blazing and we jumped in the back of the ute with the canopy. Right. Okay. And so you stayed in the ute. We, we both slept, slept in the back slept, of the ute yeah. With, yeah, the, yeah. with the back down, yeah. Uh, but um, like wide, just left it wide open. So you yeah. can see the fire. I actually left a lantern on. Like all night. Yeah, I think that well. was a funny. That was probably a smart thing. It's we just did. a battery lantern, like yeah, but we had a light had on a light there. But um, I would, I would. You just got so tired at the end, and nothing had happened well, you, to us. So yeah. it's like nothing's going to happen to us. Was sort well, of there's nothing feeling. much but, we can do. But anyway. I would. <laughs> So after, I would doze after, off and then wake myself up after 10 minutes. Like, I wasn't sleeping very well. And I would just listen. I would just... I wasn't looking up. I couldn't be bothered with the torch anymore. Mm. It's, we'd had so many, like, you know, interactions with them. Playing spotlight, seeing eyes um, dance around. And then 
just before we even like decided to try and get some sleep or just like at least get in a resting position, yeah, was Time we looked. Down. Do you remember we looked up the hill? Okay, after having like some silence for a while, we looked up the hill and all we could see was like eyes, eyes on top of eyes, or gl- like a slight, very dim glow. Yeah, right. And there were so, so many of them. And it's like, what the fuck? Why? So, so many. How, probably how are there eight. so many here? Yeah. Like, what the hell? And I realized, like, oh, my God. Like, duh. We freaking called them in. Yeah. They probably it, came down expecting to sit, have some family corroboree. I was just going to say. And that, here are these yeah. freaking people, right? It, you know, using if their a big own rock language. By a billabong, and you guys bang the big rock by the billabong. Yeah, you probably well, inadvertently. We probably them told in. them we I'm had not food. A, I'm not a weak. I'm not <laughs> no. a weak person. I'm a, I suppose you could say I'm fairly, you know, strong, stronger than the average person. But yeah, um, six foot two, 125 kilos. I can hit that bloody thing pretty hard. Pretty hard, yeah. And I meant to. And you, yeah, you intentionally hit it as hard as you could. To, and, yeah. and it, it. I remember it just. Sh- Echoed, echoed through, the through the whole valley. So whatever was on that mountain... They would have heard it. Would have heard it. And whatever was on the other mountain would have heard it. And whoever was up further up creek would have heard it. I heard so, them tree knocking like... So you heard knocking later on. You didn't hear I heard the initial them, knocking? I heard them tree knocking later on. Yeah. yeah. It was like probably like 100 metres away from mm. the creek line uphill. Mm. That was um, uphill where the boisterous group was, mm-hmm. the ones that were throwing the rocks and chattering and laughing and carrying on. They were having a party up there. Like, so that, I mean, they, that, they didn't care that we were there. They were just doing their own thing. Part of me thinks that they thought they were being quiet. Yeah. You know, if like you got all the boys Sneaking together around. and you, and you think quiet, you're being yeah. quiet in the house, but you're really not. Yeah. It was you like know? two families had come together. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. And the kids were messing around. And the yeah, kids oh, yeah. were it was a it was light hearted, maybe a light hearted moment for them or something. I think the main thing that we tried to make to also manifest that we're no threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were you were just you were just there to observe sort of thing. But I think they scared the crap out of us first off as the initial initiation. reaction is like yeah. Sort of like initiation I think it's their reaction is like too. uh well, we want to see what we do. Yeah. See I what you do. And, and look, if you guys stood your ground, there's a whole heap of animal type stuff you guys participated in unknowingly or instinctually that night. Um, any other any other crazy experiences from the night that we haven't, we've missed or we've covered pretty much? I mean, look, I am, that's a hell of a first experience. I mean, I don't, how do you? What are you going to do next time? Like, I <laughs> know. Oh, I don't. I don't know if we can top I'm, that. I'm just hoping because it for was Tuesday next. <laughs> it was all. It was literally like all night, right up until at least three o'clock. It was exhausting, and I would I would doze off, and then wake up and just listen, and I would hear them chattering still. Yeah, they were still there. Well, if they're if they're entirely nocturnal, which you know by the sounds of mm. it, they potentially are, then that's their daytime. You know, they're up and about. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and if they've got night vision, then they can and I see. I believe they. I think they've got caves or something, or where they go underground or whatever. Oh, there's so much stuff hidden in those mountains. No one, would, no one would know. You well, wouldn't know. You, just, you, you just, could, you could search for the rest of your life and probably not find the. Yeah, cave I could bet you probably that no one's been up the side of the mountain that we're looking up. Yeah. Um. No one's actually physically climbed the every foot of that. Did, uh, well, you would need climbing gear, some I think, unless you knew which way you were going. Yeah. 
That's pretty much it. There was a couple of interesting things the next day. More yeah. like the rock stacking, or well, no, no we I thought that might have been that. done by people. People, yeah. Did that. So I mean, that, well, there's all stones. Yeah, people stack stones everywhere. But that's if it. you wanted to stack the stones, you had to get into the water to do it. Okay, because that's where the the stones were stacked. And were they stacked previous? Did you guys? We, we saw, I think, three different piles. So, sorry, the next day we went for a walk into the Lost World Valley. Yeah. So we had so to, you we had to went pack for a up, walk Ken. In the we had to drive time. around. So and did you intentionally go into the bush where you had seen these things to go and have a bit of an explore? Or? We just wanted to hike a bit. Just uh, No, because at the time, in the morning, there were new groups that were all, all arriving. Yeah, so people were arriving. People were going to be you know, going, and we didn't want to attract too much attention to, the, <laughs> to what, we were there, what they, we were there doing. Yep, fair enough. Uh, there were. We uh, saw a couple of really interesting footprints when we were hiking through the Lost World Valley. Yeah. One of them was like wasn't hugely long, but it was like really, really fat. It was wide. Yeah, and the, yeah. I think the toe looked a little bit strange too. Yeah, like okay. the the toes configuration was looked a bit different. It looked semi-human. Yeah. It was like, and we're just looking at this, and we're like, Did you get a photo of it. We try, but we it's, did. It's Take it's really it's not a deep. It's not uh, a really unless you, deep. Unless you like, have like an, the best time to take photographing of, of any sort of footprint is it is in the dark, and to oh, have so a you can get the have, shadow have, have, the you, you have a bleak lighting, yeah. which is where you put lighting across it, and you can see whether the it's whether it's in something in dust or in something you get to see the shadow, you get to see the full. Most people when they're taking photographs are thinking that everyone can see what they see, but all they're going to see is. Yeah, it's a very, collage. So. Yeah, look, I'm 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 amateur photographer. I've hung off a DSLR for many years, and sometimes you get lucky and you get. Uh, it's never even like some of the most beautiful sunsets that I took over in Western Australia. That's what I did for a while. I chased sunsets, mm. and some of them of my photos are fucking amazing, and I've sold a few over the years. However, even those ones in a raw. Like, I always used to take raw photos. So, no, you know, like one photos was, you know, 20 meg sort of thing. And even those are not, don't do justice to that sunset that I saw that day and the 360 degree vista and the detail and all that sort of stuff. So, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, right. So, some footprints. Excellent. There was another, there was print another one that we that was seen. more interesting. Yeah. It was uh, it was very strange. It wasn't human looking really at all. It had deep, very large, deep claw, claws going claws into the, the mud. It. Really, the front had claws going into it, and did I had pictures of that one. Just yeah, yeah, lo- did, just did looking at them, like had no idea what makes a but footprint with claws had, that big. It also it was like a dog print. It was. It was, it was like a dog print at the front of it. But the back of it was like, you know, the the back part of it, the doll after the the paw print, it was pressed into the ground as well. Yeah, right. There was a longer section that was into the ground. Could it have been a dog? Or it could have been a dog, nah, but I don't think no, a the dog. dog could, claws are very different. It was um, different. It was yeah. large. It was if it was a it was dog a claw, larger. it was very large. It was a big dog. Big dog would have to be a monstrous. Dog. I thought, okay, could it be a kangaroo or something? But no, the kangaroo claws aren't exactly like a, and the pads aren't exactly like a dog. No, the claw. I went home and looked at it at prints later, 
And the closest thing that I found was like a Jaguar print. Okay. Like a massive cat. But Look, it, there is, but there it is had to be freaking, cats, yeah. but it had to be absolutely huge. All right, all right. So, okay. okay. Bigger, bit much bigger than a Doberman or anything like that. Much bigger than bigger. a Rottweiler or something like that. Yeah, it was well, big. Let's, let's have a look. We might get the camera out after we finish and have a look at some of these photos. That'd be interesting. Yep. Um, well, boys, number one, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, and look, again, I'm here in the room with these two boys. They're, they're saying what they saw. And that's the, it, it's as simple as that. Um, what an amazing, interesting, insane experience to even have, especially on your first intentional time out. Um, what are the takeaways? I mean, how do, how do you guys want to finish this conversation? What are the takeaways? What do you think now? I mean, obviously, Brian, you, you've been in, the, in that rabbit hole for a little while researching, etc. Um, Daniel, you've had some, you know, your dad told you about an experience, however, you weren't you're not deep in that rabbit hole. Where? What are your takeaways now? What? Where are you at with it now? We'll start with um, we'll start with you, Daniel. I think, and then we'll end with Brian because I think, yeah, this conversation. Thing is, my adrenaline has been up through this conversation. You know, like just just you boys. Yeah, it's like reliving it sometimes. Yeah. Um. So, what's your takeaways, Daniel? Now, after, after, after doing that and seeing that, and as I say, you are an experiencer, so you have done your fair share where did it weigh to your other experiences and and what are your feelings now a lot of um other experiences that i've had like astral traveling like this is when you're like up peering down at your body and realizing shit i'm more than just my body yeah so for me that's been proven it's proven to me like where i where i sit Okay, I understand that there's a lot of things about us that not everyone has figured out yet, okay? You, you're not just a body. You have, um, what's the difference between a dead body and a live body? You know, consciousness, consciousness awareness. The energy, yeah. But, like, we can focus that in a lot of different places. But um, this, the Bigfoot experience just feels so real, Right. It's so physical and 3D and more grounded mm-hmm. than other experiences. They're like, you know, you could write off other experiences I've had as a very, 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 very realistic dream. Yeah. Okay. Something something that you could you could probably write off you to can't your brain write, manifesting. Yeah, you can't write this off as a dream. Like you were there, you saw. What yeah, you saw. there's apples missing. There's trees swinging around in the bush and. Just what this represents for me, like part of the reason why I really wanted to go out there anyway, Bigfoot mm. or no Bigfoot, because I feel like our world has become so emasculated and I really wanted to just center do myself with my inner man. Yeah, do something primal, yeah. Yeah, I want, yeah, exactly. I wanted to feel that and mm. I got, I got that chance. Mm. Something that's out there that is wild, can't be caged, lives free, hunts for its food. Yeah. And you saw it's it kind of what I was it. looking for in myself, really. Mm. You know, where is that part of us that um, doesn't live under all the constraints of society and all the control mechanisms? 
you know, do this, don't do that, walk there, don't walk there. Mm. We are so conditioned and I just, it's just being out in the bush, you get away from all that. But apparently we're not alone. Yeah. And you, yeah. There's more to the world and the universe than we realise. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a three-dimensional, like you've had, as you say, you've had a four-dimensional confirmation of that. You, this experience for you now is a three-dimensional confirmation yeah. that we are, we don't yeah. understand, we're not alone. There's something, there was something out there that night that was communicating well, and playing with you. Well, there's no, the there was no, no de- denying no, it. Just what too it many was, interactions. Can't, you can't say 100% what, what it, was it was that yeah. you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to be there, Triff. Like, you have to feel that. Like, what Look, happens I'm, to you energetically, I'm, it changes I'm you. fairly... Uh, empathic with that sort of stuff and I went on that ride with you guys however it would be nothing compared to what it would have been like there that night um, yeah I, I think we were lucky that we didn't get the negative version that um, some people have had so yeah so what's your takeaway Brian I mean obviously you've researched this for a while you, you you've I think seen a, a lot few of things it, we did go in with a certain attitude but also we came with a lot of respect Yes, and that's the key to these things. Yeah. Um, but what it did, what the whole thing made me realise is that we're losing our ability to survive in the bush. Yes. I mean, if we had a natural cataclysmic event, oh, we're done. How many people could survive? Well, that comes back to what we were talking about earlier, isn't it? Where we, our generations, have some skills left. Some bush survival skills left. Like I have some left. Only some of us who want to go down that path. The rest are just, um, you know, fluff, pillow, marshmallow, um, lattes, soaking type people. Yeah, yeah. They they, they would not be able to survive a couple of days in the bush. Do you know what's interesting? And I've told this story before, but you'll appreciate this. Is uh, like I was a, a cub and a scout. I grew up in the bush, spent many years in the jungle, PNG, etc. So I've always had to remember those skill sets just in case shit happens, you know. So I had this little bear grill survival kit um, that's quite <laughs> handy, you know. Well, it's actually quite. It's got no, a, they're, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, the flint's not worth a pinch of shit. However, oh, um, mine's you know, quite good. The fishing line, the fishing line. You know, there's just a few things that if 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 push came to shove, I could use those things. And so I was teaching, and I used to do environmental, and I'd be like, "What?" And I had all these young people in front of me, and I did it quite a few times. This one instance was hilarious because I got the little pack out, and I so I showed them what was in it, and I said, "Okay, what if I gave you this?" And I had a pocket knife and some matches and bits mm. and pieces. Yeah, and I said, "What if I gave you this and dropped you in the bush? How long would you survive?" And this young fellow puts his hand up and goes, "How long would it take to die?" Because that's how long I'm going to survive. You know what I mean? Like he had no, yeah, right. there was no concept. Like he's like, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. No, to me, I would survive as long as I could survive because I will, I will not give up when I'm put into a situation like that. Yeah, but you, but so you've grown up and you have a certain. Skill I mean, sets. I mean, I did army cadets yes. and all that that's sort you of have, stuff. You have the skill and, yeah. sets to survive. But isn't it interesting how both of you now again, one of your initial reactions to the experience is, yeah, it was crazy. What do we see? I don't know. But was that primal reaction? Was that acknowledgement of something primal? Is acknowledgement that we've gone too far away from that knowledge? We've lost a lot of knowledge. Yeah, right. That's fascinating. And to me, I, I I don't know why, but for some reason, I 
there must be a reason why I've been learning all of, all the things I've been learning, why I'm doing the job I'm doing now as basically as a handyman slash engineer. Yeah. Um, but I want to I want to learn as many skills as I can, not just in uh, you know to survive in today's world, but I want to learn as many skills as I can so that I can walk. Yeah. So and can, I can survive. You can survive. And I think that um, a cataclysmic event can come at any time. And they've tried; they have tried so hard to push this out of the academic world of catastrophism. So, in other words, yes. especially with geology. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we got into that. Look, Brian, I think I've I've really enjoyed your your time, mate. And I know you are a, a fellow uh, um, learner of megalithic stuff graham hancock and those sorts of things he's a so, fellow coder he's a fellow coder you are mate you he's are initiated. a fellow coder you are you are initiated you are a fellow coder welcome to the fold man so i think maybe next time we we get into some of that stuff we might get into some of the understandings and you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about that and i'll give you some of the back catalog to have a listen to because i'd be interested to get your feedback on some of the ideas that we've we've said and talked about here um well boys final word I mean, I I'm I feel that this conversation, this podcast has come to an end, but I feel like there's a final word. And for me, the final word is just appreciation. Um, do you boys have anything else you want to say before we sign off for tonight? Just one word that really sticks out right now is something that Brian's just mentioned. is about respect, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, just want to back up what he was saying. If you go out there, okay, and you discover something, maybe you're ready for it, maybe you're not. Mm. But respect actually can get you a long way in a lot of different situations. Absolutely. Well, any of these field trips that we go on to look for this megalithic stuff, we do leave offerings. We do honour the earth. We do make sure we, you know, make sure we're welcome. And we should always do anything and approach any any situation with respect. I think that'll take you a long way. That's awesome, Dan. Brian, mate, how was your first podcast? Did you enjoy that? That was good. Awesome, man. Um, I mean, just meeting you uh, tonight and that, and we started talking about a lot of the same topics that we've been looking at. I thought, wow, you know. And we both sort of indicated that a lot of us have all, about six years ago, we all started getting into this stuff. Yeah. And it's so strange. There's a massive, there was a massive uh, accelerated... Uh, awareness or awakening or whatever you want it, whatever word you want to put on it about six or seven years ago yeah around 2013 2014 in that window i run into so many people where it's like you can have a conversation with them about anything like oh yeah yeah about six years ago i started to really open my mind yeah and it's a lot of people like that mate um and that's basically when I sort of got ostracised by a lot of my siblings <laughs> because they still work for the government and they, you know... They're towing the line, mate. Yeah, the teachers and police officers and that still. But I remember what it was like when I was working there and I thought my eyes were being opened when I joined the police service. Yep. But... Now I find that my eyes are really starting to be opened. Yeah, because you're seeing the the, the wider I've, world around. I've seen the wider. I've been, you know, I've been as I said, I've been to the penthouse. Now I've been down. I don't classify myself down in the shit house. I'm actually, I, 
I'm not earning as much money as I used to earn, but I'm so much happier. Mate, there's money's not everything. I worked no. in, I worked in FIFO. I had big paying jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, to me, yeah. I'm I'm learning about things. I love learning about things, especially things that is not common knowledge. Absolutely. And especially I don't know why, whether it's paranormal or stuff that's been forbidden. You could say forbidden archaeology was one of my greatest loves. Yeah. Because well, I want to, to I, I want to see things <laughs> and I, evidence is what I want to look at. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, there's a so, growing, there's a growing amount of evidence here in Australia, and um, you know, I know now having met you and I, Daniel, appreciate you making the connection, and you know, we, we'll be doing some more work in the future, mate. Listen, boys, thanks very much for coming out. Thanks thank for you. sharing. Thank you very much. And yeah, thanks, uh, mate. And that's it, boys. Thanks very much. We'll uh, we'll chat again soon.